Hey, Reese, Bips, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys going to do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm fed the fuck up. My name is Maurice Williams, a.k.a. Mind of Reese, M of R25 on Twitter. And this is the Mavs Outsiders Podcast post-game recap. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Michael Bibbins, a.k.a. Bibbs, at Bibbs Corner on Twitter, who I will bring in in a second but but re- real quick i'm fed the fuck up i've i've really tried and if you've listened to this podcast week after week or game after game and if you have thank you for supporting us even though it sounds like we complain a lot and i do complain a lot but i also try to remain somewhat optimistic somewhat positive I try to remain somewhat positive and it sucks that it's taken all the way to the end of the season for me to say, okay, enough is enough. I said it a few days ago. I said, if the Dallas Mavericks lost to the Charlotte Hornets, I would come on here, piss the fuck off. And that's paraphrasing. Well, the Dallas Mavericks at home have lost to the Charlotte fucking Hornets 117 to 109. A team that gains nothing from winning just beat a team that has to win every single game. Every single game for the rest of the season matters for the Dallas Mavericks. Yet you would not tell based on the way that this team performs on a night in and night out fucking basis. This team continues to be one in what? eight or nine now without Tim Hardaway Jr., which is crazy, which is just a joke. We're not even going to get into that. I'm not going to bring that up again. But the performance from this team tonight was straight up bullshit. No fucking sense of urgency whatsoever. Do they not know that they're at risk of not being in the fucking playoffs? I'm so glad the fans in the AAC booed them out of the fucking arena. And if Luca was talking to the fans when he said, shut the fuck up, that's what the fuck he needs. Don't be so fucking sensitive. How about y'all go out there and act like you want to win and make the fucking playoffs instead of going out there and hoping, playing like you're hoping for a fucking vacation in April, May, and June. This team is playing like a joke. The coach has been a fucking joke. Lineup changes won't even save this team at this point. I just... It becomes so frustrating watching this fucking team then coming on here afterwards to talk about them. And it's a nice way to vent my frustration, sure. But to have to sit through a fucking game like this Losing to the Charlotte fucking Hornets, the arguably the worst team in the league. There's other contenders for sure, but they're there. And this wasn't a healthy Charlotte Hornets team. A healthy Charlotte Hornets team fucking sucks. This is a hurt Charlotte Hornets team. 
We're getting our asses kicked by Gordon Hayward, Mark Williams, JT Thor, Theo Maladone, Bryce McGowan, C. Luke. Shout out to my boy. The fuck is going on here, man? Why the fuck every team we play, we making these fucking nobodies look like all-stars? David Roddy. Like, the shit continues to happen. This team has no sense of urgency. At this point, I see no way this team makes the fucking playoffs. Bibbs, thoughts? You know, I feel like I, I really don't have much to say to that. Um, I think you, <laughs> you covered it all. Uh, Charlotte Hornets, seven players in double figures. It must be nice. And I'm talking about two-way guys, rookies. Like, they, they just pulled grown men out of nowhere and said, go get us double-figure uh, points. I, I wish we could do that. You know what I mean? JT Thor, 12 points, three boards and assists, three steals, two blocks. Beautiful, beautiful performance. Mark Williams, one hand, one, one hand, 13 points, eight boards, two assists and a block. If Dwight Powell was doing that, I would never complain about that, man. Um, <clears throat> Dennis Smith Jr., a beautiful 13 points, nine assists, five boards, dagger three to, to, to seal the deal here today. Uh, Nick Richards, you know, I said he was going to have a 2020 game on us. Uh, I didn't realize Mark Mark Williams was going to play tonight, so he didn't have to do 20-20. He did 10 and 11. Mark Williams did 13 and 8. When you put those numbers together, you get 23 and 19. So they did it together. Uh, my boy, P.J. Washington, my, my Maxi Cleveland replacement, if the dream was really out here like that, it's not uh, 28 points. Eight, six, it was a six rebounds. It keeps switching over. Six rebounds, three assists, two steals, a block. 11 for 22 from the field. Hit a couple threes. Four for four from the line. Uh, and then, like you said, Gordon Hayward. It ain't even January 6th. My boy Jordan Gordon Hayward was out here getting busy. 25 points, three boards, nine assists for Gordo. Showing he still got it. Uh, just, a, just a great performance from the Charlotte team. Coming out like a team desperate to get in the playoffs. Uh, at this point, oh wait, wait, that's that's us, ain't it? That, that that's supposed to be us. Damn. Um. So Charlotte, I mean, they they must be fighting for the plans or something. Let me let me double check. Uh, after that win against us, the Charlotte Hornets remain at the 14 seed in the East. 14, huh? Okay, but they, they got to be... Oh, wait, no. They, they have an O by their name. What does that O mean? Let me check the key. They are eliminated from playoff contention, so they, they have no shot at making yeah, the playoffs. Yeah, they're 29 and a half games behind the 10th seed. But they I'm played 29 and a half games. I'm sorry. 11 and a half games behind the 10th seed. But, but they play with such heart. Yeah. Such fight. Like, every, every time the Mavs made a run, the Hornets responded like a team that, that, that was on the verge of, of making a run, like, like a team that, that, that took a big swing on a free agent and want to make sure he's happy, like a team that, that has one of the best players in the world, an MVP candidate. They look like, they look like a team with, 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 with talent and depth. And, and don't forget Frank. You know what I mean? Um, are you, I'm I'm really having a hard time reconciling that this team that ha- they literally have nothing to play for when you look at the overall standings. I, I guess the players themselves on the court have something to play for. You know what I mean? Because when you look at these guys, you're looking at a bunch of young guys. A, a lot of these guys weren't really in the rotation to start the year. They hungry. 
a lot of these guys are, are free agents next year. They hungry literally and figuratively. Like some of them are like, man, this is my last chance type of thing. Dennis yeah. Jr., for instance. Dennis Smith was on a what, one year contract, right? Yeah. Speed Mikhailu, probably like, this is my last chance. Speed Mikhailu on a two way, right? Yes. He's trying to get a real contract. I think this might be his last year he's eligible for a two way contract. Um, is Bryce McGowan's on a two way? I don't think so. One of the other dudes was on a two way. I think it's Bryce. I want to say it's Bryce. Okay. He might have been their second round pick. I can't remember if they put him on a two way or not. But either way, he hasn't gotten minutes. So, so he's he's out here fighting in those twenty two minutes. You know what I mean? Mark Williams has done his thing. He was starting for a while. He got hurt. Nick Richards took over. Those two dudes are competing for that job when they're on the court. And we we just don't have that culture in Dallas because you can go out there and play ass off and not get no minutes the next game. Who's fighting for something on Dallas? Who, who did you see fighting for something tonight? Nobody. And you could also go out there and play like ass and get minutes next game. Facts. There's no structure. There's no logic. There's no rewarding players for for their play on the court or playing hard on the court. I mean, for Christ's sake, we saw how fucking hard Josh Green played for the first half of the season. And he continued to come off the fucking bench when it was clear he was out third and sometimes second best player on his team. Make it make sense to me. We got, we, and, and it's not, there's a mix of veterans on this team. Luka Doncic, Kyrie Irving, Reggie Bullock, Dwight Powell, Maxi Kleber. We got young guys on this team. Josh Green, Jaden Hardy. Frank is considered a veteran now, uh, even though it doesn't seem like it. But th- there's no excuse for like, oh, they're not motivated because they're young. Bullshit. Oh, they're not. The veterans are supposed to be the ones. You know what? Go ahead and continue. Um, <clears throat> speaking of the hunger, you know, I, I look to the young guys. <sighs> Somebody pointed it out. Whenever Luca and Kyrie are around, Josh Green just does not play. He doesn't do anything. He's scared. I don't know what the fuck happens to do, bro. Like, no aggression. It's like I don't have to do things because they're here. And, and we love Josh on here. So never think this is hate. It's just we're keeping the same energy we would have for anybody else. That's the way it should be. That's the way it should be. It's all a lot of love. And it's mainly because we know he can do better because we've seen it this season. Right. Like we've seen it all season. And it's like, I don't know if he's. I'm not even going to give him the benefit of the doubt of saying he's being told to take a back seat, even though I would not be surprised considering who the fuck our coach is. I just don't think that's the case. And we know he's still capable because when Luca and Kyrie are out, we saw what he was doing, putting up 20 points. Multiple games in a row. It's not like he just had one random good game. Like he was active and, and, and effective. Three and games in a row. We get one guy back and he, the point, the points get cut in half. Now we get both back and he scores three points. It's just like his aggressiveness goes down. It's like, uh, is he afraid of of doing too much? I just, I don't understand. I, it could be a thing which 
you would expect that the coaching staff would would tell them this isn't the case, but you it could be a thing of like, I don't want to overstep my my role or whatever. But he has to understand that if he's the third guy in this scenario or fourth guy, whatever you want to say, then then he has to be aggressive. He those shots are his shots to turn down. He him being the third leading shot taker would not upset anyone. Facts. Especially considering what he gives us on the defensive end as well. He's the two-way that we need. And right now, he's only playing one end of the ball. And to be quite honest, that's not fucking helping us because the rest of the team can't defend anyway. We let the worst three-point shooting team in the league light us the fuck up in the first half from three. On top of them killing us in the paint because we know we fooled down there. It's just the same story every fucking game. And I know I get tired of coming on here and repeating myself, and I'm sure Bibbs gets tired of coming on here and repeating himself. But but this was an embarrassment. And the fact that it happened at home, like now we go to Charlotte on Sunday, and even if we win, I'm just like, whatever, man. Like, I don't care at this point. The Mavs are officially out of the play-in right now. They are the 11th seed. And depending on how other games turn out, even if we win Sunday, it will remain that way. Still the, uh, well, we had, coming into today, we had the third easiest schedule. Is that correct? I think so. Something like that. That's what I saw, I believe. But uh, I, I, how can you have faith in this team to beat anybody if they just lost to the Hornets like this? I just hate the whole, oh, this, this team has the easiest schedule based off of opponents' records. Yeah, but you have to realize this team fucking sucks as well. So, Which is even worse because we suck and we have more talent than those teams. Just over the season, I'm gonna be honest. If I much rather at this point have the Mavs not make the fucking playoffs, so I can enjoy the NBA playoffs as a basketball fan and not have to worry about them me them stressing me the fuck out. And if they do make it, put put me out of my misery and just get bounced in the first round with a sweep, like which is very plausible at this point, depending on who we face. I uh, I'm pretty much along for the ride at this point. I, I'm not gonna care in between games. I can't. They don't care on the court. <laughs> I can't care off the court. Um, <clears throat> I um plan still still plan to be in attendance on Sunday. Sorry to hear that. Like it's nice to go to an NBA game. You know what I mean? At least you get to see one real NBA team play. Yeah, at least I know the Hornets Hornets should come to play. They got some exciting young talent uh, and a coach that that makes substitutions where substitutions need to be made. And call timeouts when they need to be made. Calls timeouts when teams start to go on runs to protect their lead. Did it, did it, he managed the game tonight. Which worked. It's crazy. Like, crazy concept. It's unfortunate our coach doesn't believe in such. Our our players have to figure it out themselves because I don't know what he's there for, honestly. What is he there for? If he's apparently 
Apparently, the Hornets players don't think that when their coach calls a fucking timeout when things is going bad, it doesn't mean that he doesn't trust them. It means, hey, let's get this together. I'm trying to help you. Crazy fucking concept. Dumbass. Uh, I'm not looking forward to these post-game quotes. I I don't even want to fucking see them. As soon as we get off here, I'm going to bed. (laughs) You will probably see them in the morning. I probably will, unfortunately. I don't care, man. I, I really don't. Um, and here's the thing, like people, I can already see it. Let's say the Mavs do magically make the play in at the bare minimum. Um, uh, people out again outside the game fighting. I just saw the video. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> they squabbling out here. <laughs> yeah. I was kidding. <laughs> no, but um, the Mavs magically make a run. They get in the plan, right? I'm going to cheer them on. Right? That, that's, my, that's my team. That's what I'm supposed to do. That, that's not changing up. They have given me reasons to be pissed. They've given me reasons to question everything that they're doing. I, I, what is there to have faith in at this point in time? Nothing. What part of the organization? Not an inch. I, I, it sucks. Like I'm at a point, and we again, I'm bringing it up again. I guess this is promotion, even though it hasn't occurred yet. I've gotten to the point where talking about this team is so annoying that I need to talk about other teams. I, I always wanted to, but now, now you've pushed me to the point where I need it to 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 feel attached to basketball. I have a uh, philosophy, if you will, a thing I like to say uh, when it comes to relationships, friendships, whatever. I can't care more than you. I can't care about you more than you care about yourself. And and that's how I feel about the Dallas Mavericks. The biggest tournament in college basketball is underway, and the action is just getting started at DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, combine multiple bets for a shot at even bigger payout. DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odd boosts all tournament long. So be sure to check DraftKings Sportsbook app every day to see what they have in store. Speaking of having things in store, Bibs, we're deep into the tournament, not too deep, but deep enough. A couple of upsets so far. Uh, Which of these underdog teams have you got your eye on to go deep into the tournament? Well, Reese, I'm looking at the bracket right now. We're, we're recording this on Sunday, so we don't know the matchups yet. But I told you the last time, these SEC teams, look out for them. Just yesterday, we watched Arkansas take down Kansas. That's an eight seed. And I would say that they are a threat to any team they face. Multiple guys that with NBA talent on that team, uh, point guard that, that steadies them and can, can put a, get an ISO and go get a bucket for you. 
This is a dangerous, dangerous team. And on the other side of the bracket, you've got Tennessee. They're a four seed. I'm going to consider them an underdog as well. They're now going to be facing the winner of the Florida Atlantic and Fairleigh Dickinson game. So they're pretty much a lock, knock on wood, for the Elite Eight. Guys, tennis, those SEC teams, you cannot bet against them. We're looking at potentially looks like three, at least getting to the Elite Eight. I'm excited about it. You should be too. Trust Bibbs enough, I say, put some money line bets on these SEC teams. If you sign up with DraftKings Sportsbook, you'll score $150 in bonus bets. I'm just saying. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code TBPN. Right now, new, new customers can bet $5 on any pregame money line bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Hey, look, I know them predictions was trash, all right? But but I cannot be sued if you went and chose them SEC teams. They they folded on your boy, all right? They all folded, and I cannot be held responsible if you decided to take bets on them SEC teams. They call it March Madness for a reason, all right? All right, back to the show. I think I'm all out of things to say. Uh, we, we we are well over time, I believe. So yeah, I believe so. I'll let you call it. <sighs> um, we will be back Sunday. Um, some, some game Sunday. the game Sunday is at twelve, right, Eastern? Mm, one o'clock. One o'clock Eastern. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Twelve Central. Um, twelve Central. Uh, yeah, there will be an um. I don't know what my st- I'll take my recording equipment to my friends like I he like I say he let me record at his house last time and I may stay tonight since I took Monday off. Okay, all right, cool. Um, yeah, uh, I would say let's hope for different results on Sunday. But to be honest, I'm desensitized. Uh, whatever happens, happens. I-, I can't set any expectations because that's where the disappointment comes. So. Yeah. Um, just enjoy the ride for what it is. Hopefully, we get some good basketball out of it, and, and that's all I can ask for at this point, which is clearly asking for a lot. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is, man. Uh, any last words from you? Um, I don't know where I'm gonna be sitting. I was gonna say look for me at the game, but these tickets playing they playing games with these ticket prices, so. Uh... Y'all, I might not be visible on the screen. <laughs> uh, so actually, Probably for the best. I do think we have a couple listeners that uh, live in the area. So if y'all see me in them white Mavs outside of hoodie, feel free to holler at me. I'm, I'm, I'm very antisocial, but I'll do my best to be social. It's probably for the best that you're not on camera. Um. <laughs> Especially depending on how the game goes. You're right, because I'm uh, as a as a watcher as a a, a viewer of of games, my demeanor is very different than it is in any other facet of life. Yeah. Um. Like I had people walking up to me on campus, 
after I was on TV during a football game once. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in a different zone. So if you see me jumping around, yelling obscenities at the bench, and you see Theo Pinson turned around looking at somebody, it's probably <laughs> You see Theo Pinson turned around yelling at somebody in the crowd and Derek Harper, there's a fan here. I, I, I don't know what's going on, but Theo Pinson seems to be. Yeah, that's that's probably me. Man, leave Theo alone, man. He ain't probably gonna be talking to Theo, but you know, he gotta do what he gotta do to stay employed. You're right, you're right. More than a podcast. With that being said, uh, we're gonna close this out. Um have mercy. Have mercy on us, on us as Mavs fans, man. Have mercy on my soul, Lord, with my heart turn cold. Have mercy on the night. Have mercy on MFLs. All right, you know what? Um, we gonna see y'all on Sunday. <laughs> we'll see y'all on Sunday, man. Peace. Peace.